Welcome to the Currently Cringing Podcast. I'm your host, Anisha Ramakrishna. I'm a TV personality and entrepreneur. Join me as I spill the chai on my cringeworthy life experiences with a side of dating, pop culture, and lots of laughs. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Currently Cringing Podcast. I'm your host, Anisha Ramakrishna. I'm a TV personality and entrepreneur. Join me as I spill the chai on my cringeworthy life experiences with a side of dating, pop culture, and lots of laughs. Hey guys, welcome to Currently Cringing. I totally missed you guys, and I haven't missed a podcast recording in two years since this podcast started. We are are reaching our two-year anniversary, and last week I was supposed to record, but as many of you know, it was my wedding weekend still no excuse, was ready to record. And then all of a sudden, I just felt like death. So the last we spoke, I was in a cave choosing my wedding gown from a FaceTime in the cave. And I got back to America from Turkey on Monday. And my wedding was the following Saturday, this past Saturday, October 8th. I was feeling good when I left Turkey But something on that 10-hour flight back from London to Phoenix, something got me. And it wasn't like, you know, an illness. Like, I didn't have a cold or a cough or anything like that. I just had the most severe body pain. And I tend to get that a lot. It all kind of started um, six years ago. And I think that's just because I have, you know, arthritis in my family or osteoporosis. My mom and my grandmother have that. And I take turmeric. I lift weights. I do whatever I can. But there are times like this, like when I'm on a plane for 10 hours, like I don't know what's going to happen. I'm assuming that's what it was. Just blood circulation, just being on a plane every other week for two years just took its toll on me. My body was like, fuck you. I got back from Turkey on Monday, and while I was in Turkey, we all got a massage. And I fell asleep during the massage, you know, because I was just so exhausted. And 
something happened during that massage. Obviously, I was asleep. But the next day while we were in Turkey, like I had the worst pain from my neck all the way down to my shoulder blade, all the way down my left arm. Like this was my entire left upper quadrant of my body. And so she must have pinched a nerve or something. I don't know, but I was on ibuprofen the rest of the trip thinking it would go away. But then I think that plane ride with the circulation, I'm assuming something took it into overdrive. And so I got back on Monday and then Tuesday morning, like I was in the worst pain of my life, my entire left side, like my bones all over my body were hurting, my joints in particular, but the entire left side, like she must have pinched a nerve, just, I just was not okay, I was on my deathbed, you know, I was even telling my fiance, like, babe, can you please just murder me, like, slit my throat, like, fucking do something, I am a baby, I don't have a high tolerance for pain, I'm scared of injections, but you know, I'm a practical person, so I I get it all done, you know, with the Botox, whatever. But this pain, you know, there's nothing worse than having full-blown body aches, like awful, and nothing was helping, not even the ibuprofen. So finally, I asked the doctor to send me a pack, and I started feeling better after that. But I still was not my 100%, you know, bubbly, bursting, full of energy, type A, psychotic, demanding self. Like, your girl was out of commission. And I think that was just my body saying, you know, please stop. Stop moving. And meanwhile, I'm like, no, bitch, like, we're getting married this week. Like, come on, one more week. We got this. Mind you a lot of things still need to be done. Like, my parents are handling everything in Miami at home for the wedding, but things like my fiancé's outfit. I mean, we ordered that from India two two weeks ago, and it still hadn't arrived. And so my poor fiancé, or now husband, was like, wait, where's my outfit, babe? And I'm like, well, I hope it gets here, babe. Like, I really don't know at this point. But it was supposed to get there here the day I left to Miami for the wedding. So we, at this point, don't have his wedding outfit, still don't have mine because I just chose it two days prior from a cave. And I'd love to say this is like bad planning, like I said before, but no, it's just I couldn't find anything and I'm just nonstop and I'm at a point in my life at 38 years old, I can only do one thing at a time. Like the multitasking days are gone, especially when each event or each thing I have to do is so grand. Like, it's not like, oh, I just have one little thing to do. It's like, no, I have a wedding. I have a comedy show. We have BravoCon. It's like all these huge events back to back to back. And of course, most of you listening would be like, well, get help, you moron. But you know, I'm a Virgo. And it's it's just not in me to get help. And that's something I need to work on. But you know, I thought I could handle it all on my own. Well, that's not the case. And moving forward, you know, maybe I shouldn't be booking these things like back to back to back. So I left for Miami Wednesday, October 5th. So I got there, you know, early Wednesday morning, meaning I took the red eye actually, Tuesday night, and I got in Wednesday morning. And the first thing I did was go to my dermatologist because what I noticed in Turkey... I had gotten my wedding prep Botox a month prior, like 
first week of September. I noticed in Turkey during our photo shoots when I got the photos, like my smile was asymmetrical. Like, I don't know if you guys have seen that Kourtney Kardashian episode where she's like talking out of one side of her face because the Botox isn't right. Yeah, that fucking happened to me the week of my wedding. But it wasn't on the part of my dermatologist. It was because, as many of you may know, I have severe TMJ and I get masseter jaw Botox, which, you know, controls that area from growing because my face was just becoming ginormous and everything was so swollen. And it also helps with the pain and the headaches and all of that. And I've seen a huge difference. I've been doing it now for four years and I get this done every three months. So it's not like I tried a new procedure before my wedding. So I notice in Turkey that my smile is asymmetrical and I'm like, what the fuck? Like I've been doing this for four years every three months. Like why now? Like what the fuck? What's going on? So I land in Miami Wednesday morning, October 5th, go straight to my dermatologist and I tell him like, hey, what's happening? Like what's going on? And apparently my right jaw is much stronger now than my left jaw. And so it didn't absorb as much as of the Botox as the left side did. So now when I smile, I have this huge like cheek, full cheek on my right side and like a hollow cheek on my left side. And so God bless Dr. O'Connell. He did whatever he could to align it all without doing too much because he was like, hon, it is, it is your wedding week. But it looks great. Having said that, it was a little bit of a like a, you know, I was a little pissed because this also happened with another dermatologist during the Family Karma photo shoot. So it's like, can't catch a break. And it's my face. This is my face. This is what my face does. Muscles react differently. Bodies change. I think it was also stress. And so we did as much as we could. And then, of course, I asked him, like, can you please make my lips look like Haley Bieber? And thankfully, he said no, that I should look like myself for my wedding. And so maybe I'll get that done in a month or so. And God bless him for, you know, just fixing the whole situation, because I do want to reiterate, it wasn't him. It's my face. It's your body. Like the body does these things. So now I go back home with my janky ass smile for my wedding. And so it's Wednesday and my wedding's Saturday. And most Indian weddings are like five days long. So like the traditional Indian wedding, you have the mandi, which is like the henna, the haldi, which is the turmeric, You know, you put turmeric all over the bride and groom. It's supposed to be lucky and it's supposed to make your skin glow for your wedding. And then you have the Sangeet, which is like the welcome and like the song and dance and your family and friends, like they perform and celebrate you. And then you typically have the wedding in the morning and the reception at night. And all of this happens for, you know, four to five days. I went to five weddings this year And it just felt like every day was the same, despite the different outfits and the rituals. And, you know, I decided I don't want any of that. I just want the ceremony and we can do the reception next year, like whatever. Having said that, it's now Wednesday and everyone 
Meaning everyone I know is like, how can you not have a mandi? Like you're a bride. And the mandi is like the henna part that you do on your hands. And they're like, it's good luck. And, you know, when it comes to like good luck and all that stuff, like I'm pretty, you know, superstitious, even though I'm so mad when my mom's superstitious, but like, it's okay for me to be superstitious. But when brown boomer moms are superstitious, you're like, knock it off, like cut that shit out. But of course, I'm like wearing 30 evil eyes and it's okay for me. But anywho, so of course, now I'm like, mom, should we do a mandy? And my mom was like, well, I think you should, you know, so now. It's Wednesday, and my mom, God bless her, miraculously, like, finds two mandy women, you know, Farah and Ozma. Thank you, guys. You guys are amazing. They decide to do the mandy Friday, the day before the wedding. So now I'm scrambling, like, going to the mall looking for caftans or something for my mandy because, to be honest, I don't like spending money on Indian clothes, even if it's for my wedding. Everyone's like, it happens once. I'm like, yeah, exactly. That's why I don't want to have like 30 Indian outfits. All the Indian outfits I wear, uh, I usually buy or I borrow. And when I do buy them, I always donate them to the temple after a few, you know, wears. But right now, all I have is my wedding outfit, which I still haven't had time to try on. And we're now talking Thursday and the wedding's Saturday. Thursday, I do all my grooming, you know, I thread my upper lip, like all of these things that should have been taken care of, but that I couldn't physically do because after I came back in Turkey, I couldn't move. Like I was literally in bed and I tried to get up and it would just hurt. You know, my body would hurt. And so it's Thursday. Now I'm finally feeling better. Thank God. My fiance arrives with his family Thursday evening. We all have a lovely family dinner. My mom's cooked an entire spread all by herself. Uh, Not to mention one brother-in-law missed his flight and the other one proposed to his girlfriend, no comment. And so I'm already like too much is going on. It's a relief to see my fiance because he's just got this calming presence and in life let me tell you you want to be around people who make you feel peaceful calm like everything's going to be okay like they bring that energy and I'd love to say the same for myself I could say I'm chaotic neutral like that's my energy like you know I'm going to be there for you I'm ride or die but I'm not a nurturer And I learned that. I knew that, but I learned that this past week. You know, I am not a nurturer. You could tell me you're dying and I will plan your funeral, but I probably won't take care of you. I will send you food. I will have someone go clean your house. But physically actually holding you and like taking care of you, I'm going to keep it real. I probably will not be doing that. And I think that's why we work. You know, I'm not a nurturer, but I'm a planner. You want something done, it is going to get done better than you expected or even imagined. You need me to take care of you when you're sick? My hire a nurse. Just saying. You know, we keep it real here. We keep it real. My fiancé is a nurturer. You know, he can't plan anything 
to save his life, as you've heard about my proposal and my birthday and, you know, all those superficial things. But let me tell you, when I was sick, you know, he was massaging my leg. He was making me tea. He was doing whatever he could to just make me feel somewhat better. And while all of this is happening, you know, the fucking weather is doing its own thing. You know, I, I did a poll. I did a poll on IG and I said, you know, did you bone on your wedding night? Did it rain on your wedding? So everyone mostly said they did not bone. They were either too tired or too drunk or they were fighting and it rained at their wedding. And I was like, well, it better not fucking rain at mine. Like, I don't fucking care if it's good luck. Like, I don't need that kind of luck, you know, where it fucking rains at my wedding. So now it's hit or miss. We've been checking the weather for two weeks now and one day it says it's raining. Another day says it's not. The next day says it's 40%. And so now we're down to the wire. It's Thursday. It says it's not raining. And I have forced my parents not to get a tent. You know, my parents wanted to get a tent. They told me, you know, let's just do it. But you know what? A tent is not a vibe. A tent is not the fucking vibe. It's not the mood. It just ruins the mundup or the chuppah or what we call an altar, the aisle, all the flower arrangements. Like, it's, it's just not it, okay? And I believe that I'm that powerful of a manifester that I'm going to stop the fucking rain from coming to the city of Miami, Florida. And, you know, when you're in this, like, whirlwind of a wedding, like, the time, like, the time just flies, which is why, you know, I had planned on recording a live podcast for you to give you a play-by-play, but it just, it didn't happen. It's just chaos, you know, you're in a whirlwind, you're in a tornado. Let me tell you, a wedding is probably top two most stressful things I've ever done. Number one was probably, like, passing calculus like that was really stressful but yeah I can't even say filming a tv show like none of that stuff like planning the wedding and getting married top two most stressful things I've ever done in life these are not areas I thrive in like this these are not my strengths like I hate attention I hate days where it's like about me like yes I want you to do things for me but I hate like things that are about me and involving me. And that's some psychological trauma probably that needs to get fixed. But now you need me to do something for you. You want me to do something behind the scenes? Done. Easy. Like I had friends telling me like, oh, like you deserve to be celebrated. And I was like, no, like not for this. Like I'll celebrate my birthday, but wedding stuff, like I don't know. I don't know what it is with me. It just, it just makes me uncomfortable and stressed. I only invited three people who were my friends. And one of those people was officiating the wedding. And the other two were helping coordinate the day of the wedding. Because I realized too late, basically realized on Thursday, it doesn't matter if your wedding is 20 people or five people or 100 people. You need a coordinator. It doesn't matter. Like everyone's busy everyone's got something going on, everyone's pitching in, but you need a coordinator to just keep things organized and in order. And if I could turn back time, I would have hired a wedding planner or a coordinator, even for my 20-person wedding in the backyard. 
you guys also know, you know, when you say backyard, people think a certain thing. Let me tell you, me and my mom, we're keeping it real. We like nice things. We like things to look a certain way. We're very particular. Having said that, despite the wedding being 20 people, we spent a lot of money. You know, I've said this before. My dream wedding, you know, in my head when I was younger was Deepika Padukone's wedding in Lake Como. She's a big Bollywood star and she had this fantastic wedding in Lake Como. I think they spent like $2 million and she's South Indian and her fiance or now husband is Sindhi. It's two different types of, you know, regions in India, just like me and my fiance. And so she did a ceremony with all the South Indian traditions. And they also had a wedding ceremony with all the Sindhi traditions. And, you know, the younger me would have liked to have done that. But just looking up weddings in Lake Como post-pandemic and the prices, my parents, like, I just didn't want to do that to them. And let me tell you, they were more than willing. They were happy to do that. I didn't want that. You know, I respect money. And it comes to a certain point where it's just foolish. And that's when I decided, you know, I just want to get married in my backyard, father of the bride style, and it's going to be magical. But like I said, just because it was 20 people, just because it was in the backyard does not mean it was cheaper. If anything, God bless my parents, they probably spent what we would have spent anyway for 200 people because that's how gorgeous it was from the food to the cake to the aisle to the decor to the flowers just the flowers alone the mandap which is our our altar like the huppa like all of that stuff you know it's just the outfits like we're talking a lot of money guys and to think that people do what we did on saturday for four to five days in a row blows my mind. And since my wedding, you know, I'm digressing now, I'll get back to the wedding, but since my wedding, it's only been a week, but so many people have told me, you know what, we want to have a wedding just like you did, like an amazing, gorgeous, fucking fabulous backyard wedding. Because let me tell you, my wedding may have been in my backyard with 20 people, but it looks like a wedding out of vogue from the sneak peek photos that I've seen. Shout out to Pervez, my photographer, if you want to follow him on IG. I mean, if you need a wedding photographer, he's your guy. And DM me if you need his information. And unless you're on TV filming it, no one wants to sponsor your wedding. You know, people might assume like, oh, it was sponsored. Like, why would it be sponsored? Like, it wasn't on television. Like, people don't do that, you know, unless you're going to air it on TV. No one does a free wedding unless you're the fucking Kardashians. My parents paid for every goddamn thing, and they did exactly what I wanted. And I'm so thankful to my parents. So now it's Friday, the day before the wedding, and it says it's 40% rain. So I'm like, okay, like, 40 in Miami is not that bad. It usually rains in, you know, the afternoon and then the evenings are pretty mild and nothing happens. That's usually what happens in Miami. It rains almost every day. Don't know why it's called the fucking Sunshine State. Definitely isn't. But since I've lived there 30-something years, it rains 
almost every day, but it rains in the afternoon and it's either like just a regular downpour or a heavy downpour. But by 3 p.m., it's done. And my ceremony is now set for 5 p.m. So we have a big family dinner again. My mom's catered the food. She's serving us on like all her fine silver from her wedding, which is phenomenal and stunning. We're in the house. We've done the mandi and we're all doing, you know, comparing our mandi. And my fiance is looking for his name because they tend to hide your spouse's name in your henna. And it's just a lovely day. We're all in these maxi dresses that I bought from the mall. The food is so delicious. And then we all try to go to bed early because I have to be ready on my wedding day at 5 a.m. so that we can get sunrise photos, which means I have to be up at 4. And I sleep just fucking fine. You know, a lot of people, they're like, oh, I was stressed like, you know, the night before an early flight or the night before a big event or like an early appointment. Like, no, your girl can fucking snooze. Like, I can sleep. Like, the world is ending and I will sleep. So I wasn't like stressed or sleepless before my wedding night, like totally fine. Woke up, showered, and this girl, me, trying on this wedding outfit for the first time. I had tried on the blouse. I try on the skirt, and it's three fucking inches too big. Yep, three. Not one, three. And at this point, please blame me. But you know what? I was out of the country for the entire month. Like, I don't know what you want me to do. But thankfully, my hairdresser, Ty, you know, she had a needle and thread for sewing on like a weave in case I wanted in my head. And she actually sewed on the lenga, the skirt for me. God bless her. I bought my lenga from the cave, if you recall, from a store called Studio East 6 in Chicago. A million thank yous to Rupa for just dealing with me while I was in the cave and, you know, showing me all these gorgeous outfits. I ended up going with a Falguni Shane Peacock gown, which is, you know, she they, they're a couple designer and they're one of the most sought-after designers in India. And I can't wait for you guys to see the photos because it is everything I had ever wanted and more. I couldn't have dreamed of a better outfit. You know, I wanted to look like... Mughal royalty, like historical Indian royalty. And this outfit was made for me and that vision that I had. So Ty is sewing me in this langa, which is the skirt portion of the Indian outfit. Are, my makeup artist from day one, is doing my makeup. And, you know, it's my wedding day. I'm going to keep it real with you guys. I didn't, you know, experiment. And for the most part, I do the same makeup look and hair because you have to feel comfortable in these, like, big occasions, your wedding, these events. Like, you just want to feel good and confident. So I don't really mess around anymore, you know, with new looks. Like, I keep it simple. I keep it boring basic bitch boring. But you know what? It makes me feel better. And I, you know, recommend that if you're a bride, like don't try anything new, just go with what works. We put on the outfit, Purvey's the poor photographer, he's already there. 
the sun has already fucking risen. He's like, well, we wanted sunrise shots, but it's now like 8 a.m. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Um, I was supposed to be ready at 6 a.m. It's now 8 a.m. And I'm not ready, not because I'm late, but because we're a house full of fucking Indians and no one knows how to pin the dupatta, like the shawl portion. And we're watching this goddamn TikTok video that's trying to explain it to us on repeat, and none of us are getting it. And now poor Thai and Ade, who are not Indian, are now pitching in and trying to figure this out. My mom, being the typical boomer brown mom, has fled the scene to go make chai and coffee for everyone because that's more important somehow now. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, you're supposed to know this. My mom's like, I don't know. I'm like, my mom totally freaked out. Like, she's in a panic, has decided to go make chai for everyone. I'm like, um, no one knows how to help me put this outfit on. And usually you'd have someone there doing outfits, but typically that's if you're wearing a sari, which is like the outfit that has like the seven meters of fabric, but not for a fucking lenga, which is just a skirt and a top and a few pins, but... You know, I don't know what to tell you. Finally got it done. Thank you to Ty, who does make up for, like, love and hip-hop. Meanwhile, I'm like, we need you around. After my hair and makeup, she basically told me, because of you, anyone that's an Indian bride, like, I'm charging $500 more. Like, flat fee, just because. And I'm like, I get it. I get it. We're a lot. And then, of course, it starts fucking raining. And it's like black clouds. It doesn't look like, you know, the sunshine state. It looks like that movie, like The Nightmare Before Christmas. That's what it looks like outside. We might as well be in the movie The Perfect Storm. And, you know, the day before a wedding is when they start with the decorations and the altar and the arches and the flowers. So everything's like half-ass outside because everyone's supposed to come at 10 a.m. to get to work, except now it's 8 a.m., Missed the sunrise photos because of wardrobe malfunction. And, you know, it's, there's a torrential downpour outside. So me and my fiancé decide to go anyway with the photographer to Vizcaya to take photos. Vizcaya is this gorgeous old, you know, home in Miami with beautiful gardens. A lot of, you know... Couples take their photos there. We're not special. And, you know, we thought, why not just go anyway? So we go there. We take our photos. And, you know, I'm Indian. You know, I'm ethnic. My hair, my hair does not work in the rain. Okay? So I'm now walking around in this 25-pound dress 
holding an umbrella. The floor is wet. We got some pretty sick photos. But let me tell you, in the three hours of taking photos, I think we experienced every weather you could imagine. Like a tornado. You know, we were in a sauna for a minute. Then it rained. And then there was like heavy winds. And then it was like heat stroke. Like, I don't know. I, I did everything but snow and hail. So we finished the photo shoot, which I don't know how brides do that for four to five days in a row. I mean, I was exhausted because this outfit is 25 pounds. And when I say 25 pounds, I'm not exaggerating. Like if I put it on a weighing scale, it's like 25 pounds. And, you know, the photographer told me a lot of people give up. A lot of brides give up and they're like, I'm done with the photos. But, you know, me, I was like, nope, we have one day. This happens once, like we're going to power through. And so now I look like, you know, a bunch of birds flew through my hair. That's how disheveled I look from the weather conditions. We go back home and I look at the backyard and nothing has been done. And it's now two o'clock and the wedding starts at five, except it's still raining. And there's a little bit of sun peeking out, but... I'm like, fuck my life. And so in the meantime, they redo my hair, redo my makeup, and we take more photos around the house. My fiance, you know, my in-laws, everyone's like, when should we come? At this point, I tell people, come at three. Then I change it to four. And then finally, I was like, just come at five. And our ceremony is supposed to start at five. But at this rate, like we had no sun. Now it's just drizzling. And the backyard isn't even done. Like, people haven't come to finish because they're waiting for the rain to stop. So finally, the teams come in, like, at 3 to start, you know, hustling. And at 3 o'clock, I'd say, things just start happening, like, moving and shaking. Like, everything's getting done. My parents are hauling ass, calling everyone they know for a tent for the food because I'm still not letting them put a tent around the aisle and stuff. You know, I said, you can have a tent for the food on the other side of the backyard, but I still want the aisle and everything to be open, like rain or shine, like who fucking cares at this point? Because it's all about the photos. So now it's four o'clock, you know, everyone's at our house, you know, we're all just talking, everyone's ready, and they're just putting in some finishing touches in the backyard. My grandfather says the shoes hurt and... He's refusing to wear his shoes. Everyone's got matching shoes. And I'm like, you know what? It's okay. Like, you're 90. Like, you get a free pass. So now the priest is set up. Like, everything's good to go. The sun is peeking out, but barely. Like, you know, you, like you still don't know if it's going to rain more. The food is set up. There's a tent over the food area. You know, we've got a whole spread. I mean, we had all the North Indian specialties that you get at an Indian restaurant. We had South Indian specialties, like a dosa maker. We had faluda, which is like a rare dessert. Like it's hard to find that at places, like a rose ice cream with like all these goodies. And we had our cake. Like everything's good to go. We're just now like waiting for the weather to figure itself out. And then it's five o'clock and the priest is like, it's time to start. I'm like, okay. Here goes nothing. And so I had told everyone the night before, like, what order I wanted everyone to walk in. Yeah, no one fucking remembered. And this is why I say, like, you need 
or coordinator uh, because I was telling people what order to walk in. So my fiance's brother walks, he walks with his fiance, then my sister walks and all of a sudden starts walking into the altar. I'm like, where the fuck are you going? Like, why are you going into the altar? So like, she left the altar and then went to her seat. I was like, okay. And then my grandparents, I don't know what the fuck happened. And I was okay with my grandfather not wearing the shoes that I had provided because they were hurting him and he's 90. Okay, but who told you to wear gray socks and Havaianas, like rubber sandals? Like, what the fuck is going on now? It's too late. I can't say anything. Our aisle is a mirror. You know those reflective aisles? Like, it's stunning. It's, like, modern. It's chic. It's a mirror aisle. He's scared to walk over the mirror because I think he thinks it's an actual mirror. So he walks around the aisle like he's Godzilla, like with his socks up till his knees and his Havaianas, like sandals. My grandmother's like trailing behind him. Then they go sit down. I'm like, okay, I guess it is what it is. Everyone's like cracking up. Then it's my turn to walk with my parents. And my dad refused to kind of move behind us, like me and my mom. And the aisle is too narrow for the three of us to stand in one line because my skirt is that massive. And so my dad is walking around all the flower arrangements bordering the aisle because, God forbid, he's like a little bit behind us. Hilarious. We finally make it to the altar. We're just relieved. And then we get right into it. And even though it was like 20 people and most of us are in the altar, it felt like 50 people. Like we still see our families like seated in rows. Like it was still gorgeous. And now midway through the ceremony, the priest's fucking cell phone starts ringing. We're all just like giggling, like what the fuck is happening? Like whatever, he swipes, he swipes on it and continues to chant the prayers. But I'm like, what is going on? And then it starts fucking raining. And oh my God, there was a moment in my wedding where my heart sank. And it was this moment, you know, everyone got up and left inside, meaning our family, our relatives. And at that point, I was like, what the fuck? Like that sucks. My heart sank for a minute until everyone came back out. We're still in the altar doing all the prayers, you know, rain or fucking shine. Like, we're here to get married. But everyone came out with umbrellas, and it was the sweetest thing ever because I thought everyone left, like, dipped, like, fuck this, we're going to go inside. Everyone went inside, went to their cars, got umbrellas, and came back. And literally in 20 minutes, the rain was gone the sun came out. So we had a 20-minute rain shower during our wedding ceremony, like the actual ceremony. And after the Indian ceremony, like the rituals, which we call a puja, we then got to our table. My parents bought this special diamond table just for us to sign our wedding papers on. We wiped it dry and One of my BFFs, Sean Patel and his wife, Pooja Patel, you know, he officiated the wedding and she's a notary. And it was like 
so amazing to have them there. I mean, he brought the whole thing together at the end. Like, he tied it in. You know, we said our vows, and we were sobbing. There's not a dry eye in the room. And I think at that point, you're like, this is all worth it because, you know, we love each other so much, and everyone's so happy for us. And then it's come time to now exchange our bands. And I had told my fiance, you know, I love my engagement ring so much. Like, I don't need you to get me a band. Like, the ring is just stunning on its own. I had told the jeweler, though, like, you know what? I do want this band, but it's like $20,000. And, you know, I've already got such a big engagement ring. Like, let's wait for the band because it's a big purchase. I don't know who said what to who because my fiance did not know this. My fiance pulls out this band while we're exchanging the bands. I don't know when this was discussed. I guess my jeweler spoke to him because I never told my fiance I wanted this band. I had just told the jeweler, this is the band I'll probably get down the road because we've already spent so much now. I'd like to pause. And, you know, my my fiance does pretty well for himself. But, you know, I like I told you, I respect money. You know, I don't want to spend unnecessarily. And I love my engagement ring so much that, you know, I don't really need anything else, to be quite honest. I can't tell you how touched I was when my fiance pulled out the band. You know, I would have never known. Well, actually, Sean, the efficient, he pulled out the band. And... It was just so special. You know, I don't know how we did it, but it was like, wow, wow, babe, you're learning. And, you know, I'm a materialistic bitch when it comes to these things. Like I said, I don't want things. I like knowing there's money. But, you know, if it's a wedding, if it's a birthday, like, yeah, it's nice to have something fancy. And this is my wedding, right? And so that was the highlight for me, the band, because... I don't think anyone's ever done something like that for me. You know, I'm the person in my circle or in my world that does the bougie surprises, that like provides the fun gifts. And I'm not saying that I want people to do that for me. It's just that's something I enjoy. That's my strength. Like I've said, I'm not a nurturer, but, you know, I'm there to plan and do things for you and get things for you. Am I going to wipe your ass? Probably not. So getting me that wedding band, I mean, my fiance made up for everything. The proposal, the birthday in the hot air balloon, and the toddler with the cake. Like, all of that goes out the window. Like, canceled, erased from my brain because of this band. And then we had our little 20-foot walk down the aisle, and we had rose petals thrown at us but a lot of them were thrown in front of us because I couldn't move as quickly as I would have because the skirts 20 pounds and you know it was just spectacular we ate food the cake was delicious I mean my only regret is not eating more I think I tried to eat a lot but I couldn't you know I maybe had if I'm going to be honest with you like three bites of food I forced myself but I just couldn't you know people always say they wish they ate at their wedding or they didn't have time to eat like I tried but you know your body you're just a ball of nerves you just want it to be perfect and there's just no appetite like I just had no appetite so had a little piece of cake 
tried a few little things, but did not make myself an entire plate. Of course, regret it the next day. But, you know, that's, that's life. I tried. We do have part of our wedding cake frozen, and I hear the tradition in Western culture is you eat it like a year later. I don't think that's going to happen here because we're just, we're just fucking animals, and we'll probably eat it next week or something when we're hungry. We had the best time ever. Everyone looked stunning. The wedding looked like a Lake Como wedding. I do have a lake in my backyard, but that we didn't photograph the lake. But it just was so beautiful and impeccable. A few unorganized moments and some rain. Overall, I would say, you know, 9.5. 9.5. And as far as my marriage, you know, infinity out of 10, you know, like no words. And I urge you guys to remember it's about the marriage, not the wedding. What matters is your marriage and your families and your partner. So many people I asked in the polls, you know, like, did it rain at your wedding? Did you bone? Like so many people said like, yeah, I had the best wedding, but we're divorced now or, oh, we, we don't get along anymore, you know? And so I think it's remember it's important to remember remember what's important and that's the relationship right the actual marriage i also want you to be practical to anyone listening i will be giving a lot of wedding tips feel free to dm me you know on on social media but you know be practical don't be foolish like don't spend all this money or have a grand wedding to impress other people if you want a big enormous wedding for you and you want to take out a loan let's say for you go ahead and if you can afford it more power to you do it but be practical you know think of what matters and you know I could have had that crazy big wedding I just didn't want to have my parents spend all that money I thought it was foolish and you don't have to do that but I'm just saying like so many people especially in you know, brown culture and Desi culture, South Asian culture, they want to spend really to impress other people. And that shouldn't be why. If if you want to spend and do all that, you should do it because you want to, but not for other people. And it's easy for me to say this as a geriatric millennial. I know there are a lot of young brides out there that don't have a say or don't really get to choose everything they want but you know stick up for yourself like I fought hard to have this backyard family wedding and you know a lot of people you know are mad that they weren't invited but you know it's 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 not their wedding it's mine and you know I thought after going to so many weddings this year a lot of people don't care about your actual marriage ceremony you know they they want to party most people go to weddings to party and enjoy. And so we will probably have a big reception and don't get it twisted. I'm going to have like a big wedding ceremony with the whole four days, five days situation, but I'm going to fucking do that for my 40th birthday. Like I've already got that plan, like to celebrate me, you know, where everything's in my control and what I want. And I already have that plan. We're probably going to do that in the South of France, 2024, God willing. I'm not going to fucking spend four days like spending money and celebrating like a wedding I'm gonna fucking celebrate myself in the south of France so it was just magical it was a fantasy it was you know I I loved the way I looked my fiance my family all our outfits like everything just worked out at the end right like despite 
the fact that I wasn't in the country and we planned everything like literally had a month to plan everything. And, you know, it just everything just works out and for my good. And I do believe that. And when you see those photos, you're going to see it. It's not going to look like a backyard wedding in the traditional sense. Let me tell you that. Because, you know, we like nice things. And, you know, my mom, she, she's a queen. She has fantastic taste. And then, of course, the best part of the night, the end of the night, at least for me and my husband and our friends, things got a little ratch. You know, that's when the ratch comes out after hours. You know, we're drinking the whiskey and the champagne. We had Black Label empty bottles by the end of the night, the perigeway, hair extensions laid out on the dining room table. I was in my sweats. People's Indian clothes are, you know, unraveling, falling apart. You guys know how that goes. If you know, you know. And, you know, we're just laughing, dancing, talking, you know, just drinking, having the best time, talking about memories, talking about pop culture, Most brides probably have like an after-party outfit or even like a getting ready like makeup robe. Like I didn't have any of that, but we all know I'm not your typical bride. Had the best time ever, guys. It's 3 a.m. We're all scavenging for leftovers, eating samosas, you know, whatever we could get our hands on. My mom and dad, they stayed up with us. It was amazing. And the next day, Sunday, we all went out for pizza And it poured. We had three feet of rain in Miami. Ate pizza. And, you know, we just talked and enjoyed the time. We flew back to Phoenix Sunday night. And I was talking to my sister later. And she said, you know, it's... The truth is, a wedding's never been that important to me. Like, I've always wanted to find, you know, a companion or the right partner. But I've said it many times on this podcast. You know, I think marriage is obsolete. Don't think you need papers to, you know, make a relationship real. But, you know, we're in that weird generation where we're caught in between boomers and Gen Z. I think less people will be getting married. That does not mean I don't believe in monogamous committed relationships. I got married, basically me and my fiancé, now husband. We we did all of this for our for our parents, right? And we do want to be with each other till the end, God willing. There's no guarantees in life. But, you know, I I don't think a wedding is that important. And maybe that's why I'm too practical, you know, regarding the topic. And my sister said, you know, you need to have some thought that maybe there are a lot of people, the majority of women, all they dream of is their wedding. And I understand that. I'm just saying that be wise with your decision-making during your wedding. That's all I'm saying. And, you know, I'm not your typical bride. I'm practical to a fault. And my, my now husband is the same exact way. So as long as you and your partner are on the same page, you're happy, that's all that matters. And now it is Thursday. My flight to BravoCon is in eight hours. I have a red eye. And we're supposed to have this big ball called the Legends Ball Friday night. I'm going to wear an Indian outfit. And again, shout out to Rupa from Studio E6 in Chicago for overnighting me my outfit for the ball because yours truly only chose an outfit yesterday. Because like I said, I can only do one thing at a time these days. Literally got married 
Saturday, flew back to Miami, flew back to Phoenix Sunday, have been here for three days, and BravoCon is going to be my honeymoon. Did not go on a traditional honeymoon because I just went to Italy and Turkey with my fiance. And quite frankly, we went to six countries this summer alone. So I think we're good on the honeymoon front. Up next, I have a concert that I committed going to in Atlanta next weekend. We have my grandfather's 90th birthday. And then I have my comedy show at Caroline's on Broadway in New York City, Thursday, November 3rd at 7 p.m. If you're in the city, make sure to get tickets and come see me. It's my first show ever. I am freaking out Comedy is not a joke, it's an art form, and you know, you may be funny in conversation with friends, you may be funny on a podcast, you may be funny on TV. Live comedy, stand-up, being funny in front of a live audience, landing jokes, that's a whole other beast, guys, and that is not something I am professionally trained for. The opportunity came my way. And I said yes, because I say yes to everything. I lean in. I do the most. That is what I'm about. We keep it moving. I will post photos as soon as I've put my album together. I don't even have all the professional photos. I have like three from the photographer. And that's it, guys. I'm married. I'm married. I'm a wife. And I can finally say I feel like no one is going to bother me about that ever again. I even think you're better off divorced than never being married. Like society just treats you differently in my experience. And I can focus now on all the other things. And I always did, but that was always like a black cloud over my head because of society. Like I couldn't fully focus on everything because I had family, friends, and society on my ass about this topic. And now that's done, and I can finally move forward. And I'm not saying you need to get married in order to move forward. I'm just telling you in my life, in my personal situation, it seemed like that was what people cared about. And now that's done, and we can focus on what's next. And I don't know what's next, but let me tell you, there's a lot more where this came from, and especially this podcast, I'm going to work on growing this podcast. And, you know, I love you guys. Honestly, this podcast, I've said it from day one, of all the things I do, I maintain recording this podcast, talking to you guys. This is my favorite thing. Of all the things I do, this podcast gives me the most joy. So thank you so much for listening. And can't wait to talk to you guys next week with regard to BravoCon and all the gossip and we'll spill the chai and everything because we do have guests on this podcast, but I feel like so much is happening in my life right now. Like I need to talk to you guys one-on-one. Till next time, guys. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for sipping the chai with me this week. If you like the show, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also find me on Instagram at Anish Ramakrishna. I would love to hear from you. Join me next week for more chat.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thank you so much for sipping the chai with me this week. If you like the show, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also find me on Instagram at Anish Ramakrishna. I would love to hear from you. Join me next week for more chai.